So in the context of a recent report or claims by Secretary of State Pompeo trying to paint Cuba's medical health internationalism program as one of exploitation of their doctors, a theme that they've been trying to carry for some time now. I thought it'd be important to kind of share what these medical brigades have done and to once again uh, reveal the very misleading and lying nature of these accusations. There was a report just last week that Cuba was rejecting that Cuba will get a huge amount of money from South Africa. So Cuba responded by suggesting that was a smear from the United States and indicated that its army of white coats is what they call their medical brigades is not in South Africa for personal gain, but because of international solidarity. Many examples abound of what Cuba has done. They, they were the first and the most powerful influence on the Ebola crisis. In our news, President Obama sought to seek credit of our government for leading that campaign. It was Cuba. They had the most doctors. They were there first. They were training international health workers because of their expertise in these areas as recognized by the World Health Organization. And this particular brigade of 217 Cuban doctors in South Africa landed in South Africa at the end of, of April. And part of the Cuban history is that one of their deals very early on was to promote, in, in fact, it's in their constitution, the, the, the principle of internationalism, of helping other developing nations or any nation in need. And according to Dr. Welke Delgado Correa, he's Cuban doctor and professor of merit of the Higher Institute of Medical Sciences of Santiago de Cuba. Since 1963, Cuban doctors have worked in 164 nations. In some of these nations, they charge nothing. In other places, they do charge a, a fee that is commiserate with the, with what they're, the services they're providing, minus the profiteering that goes on in relationships that you would normally see. So, for instance, in Angola, that we'll talk about in a second, where they actually went to Angola and fought alongside the Angolan revolutionary movements there and actually repelled South African apartheid army. Cuba went to the aid of Angola when called. The commitment to Angola suffered the loss of more than 2,000 of their armed forces. The blood they shed fighting alongside Angolan forces resulted, though, in the successful repelling of the South African apartheid army. This was the first defeat in the history of the aggressions of the South African apartheid army. Think about that for a moment. So here you have Cuba. They were the decisive factor in the, the beginning and the end of the, the apartheid downfall, first defeat ever of the South African army. And the same thing can be said with the Bay of Pigs. Those that really study that scenario realize that the Cuban people were overwhelmingly behind the Cuban Revolution and repelled the United States-led invasion of their country in the Bay of Pigs. And that was the first defeat ever in the Western Hemisphere of such a U.S.-backed army. No wonder we've done everything possible to try to overthrow the, the revolution since 1959, including the inhumane 60-year embargo. That was an internationalist mission as well, not medical, but they had engineers there as well. But Mandela, as you'll hear in these clips, knows his history very well. 
And he knows the only reason that apartheid was defeated was specifically the, t- the turning point was this battle of Quito Corner Valley in 1988. But returning back to the, the health side of the internationalist principle, uh, non-Cubans graduating as doctors in Cuba from 1966 to 2017 totaled almost 34,000. They've created 34,000 doctors. These doctors go free of cost, and they come back to their countries where they're obligated to provide health services to the poor. They came from 135 nations. They included some 28,500 graduates from that 2005 to 2017 of the Cuba's Latin American School of Medicine that I've I've visited and and interviewed uh, students there. Among them were over 5,000 Bolivians, over 2,000 Ecuadorians, more than 1,000 Brazilians. Uh, By 2017, Cubans were teaching at seven foreign medical schools. Their Operation Malagro had provided, along with Venezuela, some 2.9 million people from 34 countries at no-cost eye operations. Since 1963, Cuban doctors abroad have engaged in over 1.6 million patient visits. They performed over 12 million surgeries. And this is a piece that uh, was uh, published in December 5th, 2019. It it was written by W.T. Whitney Jr. And it's talking about these Cuban doctors. When you target them, you're uh, you're targeting human solidarity. Anyhow, that's the kind of real quick context because I want to get to these clips of uh, Mandela speaking. This first clip is a pre-1991 Cuban visit. So he gets out of jail in 1990. One of the first countries that Mandela will end up visiting first will be Cuba. And it will be in, in 1991. Um, but before that, in a 1990 interview regarding Cuba's decisive uh, contributions to the end of apartheid, this is what Mandela had to say. It is an honor and a pleasure to meet you. I and my colleagues have been in prison for almost 30 years. And uh, that period appeared to us to have been remarkably short. Because uh, we knew that uh, we have strong friends almost everywhere in the world. And one of those friends who has been very consistent and whose voice has been very clear has been that of Comrade Fidel Castro. We have never uh, doubted that uh, we in him and in Cuba, we have a dependable friend. From the point of view of size and population, Cuba is a small country. But uh, it is exercising an impact on world affairs, which is similar to that of the superpower. And Cuba has shown 
that uh, it is just not the question of the size of a country, but its policy and the caliber of its leaders. That is important. We have benefited tremendously from the lessons of the Cuban Revolution and from what Cuba is doing, especially in Africa. And we, in this part of the continent, were tremendously impressed by the role which Cuba played in the liberation of Angola. The Angolans themselves have done a great deal to win their freedom. But it is difficult to accept that they would obtain their freedom at the time when they obtained it, if Cuba had not committed its forces and resources, you see, towards the liberation of that country. South Africa, which occupied part of Angola, would still have been in Angola if Cuba had not taken, you see, the bold decision of challenging South Africa. The entire world, and particularly South Africa, will never forget the lessons of Quito Canavale because that was the turning point in the military situation in this region. We also feel that Namibian independence would have been very impossible, very difficult to achieve if Cuba had not acted so courageously and decisively in Angola. The South African army would still have been there and it would have been difficult to see to get the liberation of this country. We are therefore indebted to Cuba. We would like to thank Fidel, uh, Comrade Fidel Castro and the people of Cuba for the support they have given us. We also appreciate the sacrifices they have made in Angola in order that this day should come. And as I have already said, I don't think this day would have come were it not for the assistance that has been given by the people of Cuba to the struggle of the Namibian people. This next clip is a short 45-second clip, but it's Nelson Mandela arriving in Havana, 1991. It's on July 25th, 1991. It's one day before the annual celebration of the 26th of July, the Moncada, the most famous uh, event in the calendar year for Cubans to celebrate. It was a 1952 militarily unsuccessful attempt by Fidel Castro and his crew to try to take the, the largest military garrison outside of Havana, all the way on the other side, the eastern side of the island, in Santiago de Cuba. It failed militarily, but politically it began the revolutionary engine that uh, ultimately came to power in 1959. 
So here's Mandela's words as he deboards the plane in Havana at the Jose Marti Airport on July 25th, 1991. I have looked forward to coming to visit in Cuba ever since I was released. I sincerely hope that it will be possible for me to address the people of Cuba. Sinceramente tengo la esperanza de que sea posible durante mi estancia poder dirigirme a todo el pueblo de Cuba. And I will express my sympathy. Para transmitirle a todos mis simpatías por su país. In the meantime, I say you should remember that I love you all. Mientras tanto pido que recuerden que los quiero mucho a todos. All of these clips of Mandela speaking come from the 2013 documentary Mandela and Fidel. It's a documentary by Estela Bravo, Ernesto Bravo, and Cristina Escobar. This next clip is at a press conference in which one of the international reporters asks Mandela to speak about human rights in Cuba. Who are they? ¿Quiénes son ellos? To call for the observance of human rights by Cuba. They kept quiet for 42 years when human rights were being attacked in South Africa. Who are they now to be so concerned about human rights? They are not concerned with the violence in no which 10,000 of our people have been killed in South Africa. Que ha causado la muerte de 10, personas en Who South are Africa? they to teach us about human rights? If you answer humanos. that question, then I'll address your question. I wonder uh, what your reaction is to the situation situation in Miami. The people of Miami are entitled to their own views. La gente de Miami tiene derecho a tener su opinión. They are entitled to their own friends and allies. Tiene derecho a tener sus amigos, sus aliados. That is their affair. We will Eso not interfere with that. Es cuestión de ellos en la que nosotros no vamos a mezclarnos. The people of South Africa. El pueblo de Sudáfrica. Generally in general, and the African National Congress in particular, y el ANC en particular is entitled to have its own friends and allies. A tener sus amigos, that sus is aliados. the affair of the people of South Africa generally es and the African de National Congress en, general, in particular. Y del ANC en particular. Nobody should interfere with that. Nadie debe mezclarse en eso. And in this particular case, y en este caso en particular, Cuba is our friend. Cuba es nuestro amigo. And if uh, by uh, visiting this country, y si al a este país, I am going to create tensions creo in, Miami, en Miami, I am very sorry for that. Lo lamento, because I have come here in a spirit of peace yo he aquí and of en el visiting de a paz, country which has been of tremendous assistance a un país uh, to us. Que ha sido de when mucha ayuda uh, the para people nosotros. of Miami were not so forthcoming En momentos en que la gente de Miami there are many countries nosotros, which are now coming forward ahora, when we are on the eve ahora que sí, of gaining muy the aims of our struggle 
a lograr lo que buscábamos that con nuestra lucha, hay mucha gente que nos da la mano. Esta no ha sido la historia de los últimos 40 años. Not only that, no solo es eso. We are now being advised about Cuba Ahora, by people. Hay gente que viene asesorada por apoyado al apartheid durante todos Who estos 40 años. Regime in South Africa the capacity que to, había dado to continue al régimen del apartheid su capacidad para mantener la política brutal que lanzaba contra la mayoría de la población. No men and women of principle ningún hombre ni mujer de principios puede jamás comportarse así of accepting advice from people y puede aceptar consejos de personas que en advice los momentos más difíciles no se preocuparon por nosotros esos consejos ahora Right from the beginning. No podemos repudiar la ayuda de aquellos que estuvieron a nuestro lado desde el comienzo. I might just add for the record y además quiero dejar constancia de lo siguiente. Me han invitado a volver a Miami. Uh, after I had been boycotted there. Después de haber sido boicoteado allá. That gives you an indication Eso más o menos le da un indicio uh, just what has happened de lo que ha sucedido after I had been there. The next day, both Fidel and Nelson Mandela speak in the Matanzas on the 26th of July celebration. Again, this is 1991. I would suggest that you Google and look up these speech. You can find them both. Incredibly powerful speeches, very insightful. And this is a two-minute excerpt from that speech. El 26 de julio, Día de la Rebeldía Nacional, Mandela fue condecorado con la Orden José Martí, la más alta distinción que otorga Cuba. Today, this is revolutionary Cuba. Internationalist Cuba, the country that has done so much for the peoples of Africa. We have long wanted to visit your country and express the many feelings that we have about the Cuban Revolution, the role of Cuba in Africa, Southern Africa, and the world. The Cuban people hold a special place in the hearts of the people of Africa. The Cuban internationalists have made a contribution to African independence, freedom and justice, unparalleled for its principles and selfless character. When you, Comrade Fidel, yesterday said that our cause is your cause, I know that that sentiment came from the bottom of your heart, and that that is the feeling of all the people of revolutionary Cuba. Your great apostle, Jose Marti, said, and I quote, with the poor people of this earth, I want to share my faith. <laughs> that in the words of the Freedom Charter, the people shall govern and when that moment arrives, it will have been made possible 
not only by our own efforts, but through the solidarity, support, and encouragement of the great Cuban people. This last excerpt of Nelson Mandela is with Fidel Castro. He visits Fidel Castro a second time. He's been to Cuba twice now, but this time he is able to get Fidel to come visit him in 1998 in Durban during the Non-Aligned Conference. And here is that clip. It's a very great moment for us to be visited by Fidel. Because uh, what he has done for us is difficult to put in words. Firstly, during the anti-apartheid struggle, he did not hesitate at all to give us some maximum support. And now that we're free, y ahora que somos libres, we have a large number of Cuban doctors here helping in the rural areas where there are hardly donde any doctors at all. Hay donde no hay otro and uh, I have had uh, the opportunity y of thanking for the support that is given. Conviértase Sudáfrica en modelo de un mundo futuro más justo y más humano. Let South Africa be a model of a more just and more humane future. Si ustedes pueden, todos podemos. If you can do it, we will all be able to do it. So this last clip, again, it's Mandela shares some important words, continues to highlight what we've been talking about on this show, that during the apartheid struggle, Cuba did not hesitate to give us their maximum support. And now we are free. We have a large number of Cuban doctors here. And he talks about parts of South Africa where there are hardly any doctors at all. And this is really about Cuba's medical internationalism. They generally are going to places where there are no doctors, uh, or certainly a dearth of doctors. Most of the doctors in developing countries, they tend to stay in the big cities, safely away from the more unreliable services in the hinterlands, if you will. Anyhow, the last scene of this last clip was actually in the South African parliament there. It's the 1998 visit. And you heard the words that Fidel said, let South Africa be a model for a just and humane future. Lastly, I just wanted to end the show with this very special relationship, not just between Fidel and, and Mandela, but between Cuba and the developing world, and particularly and especially in, in Africa, overthrowing apartheid would not have been possible without Cuba. In 1976, the first South African students arrived in Havana. By 2005, some 272 South African students had graduated from Cuban universities and technical schools. 
115 from university, and 157 tech, uh, at technical schools. As of 2005, more than 400 South African young people were studying for free in Cuba. According to the former South African ambassador to Cuba, Thinjiwi Matinso, quote, out of every 20 South Africans who studied in Cuba, 15 today practice their specialties in the public sector. Cuba's support for revolutionary change in the Americas and Africa reached a high point in Angola in 1988. Uh, before 1975, around 2,000 Cuban soldiers and aid workers had gone to Africa. By 1988, the figures reached more than 450,000. It's a very historic intervention that Cuba did. With respect to reaching its high point in Angola in 1988, the backstory history is perhaps the greatest evidence of why Mandela held Cuba and its leader, Fidel Castro, in his highest levels of esteem. The Battle of Quidoquana Valley that we mentioned, a heroic st uh, struggle in which between October of 1987 and June of 1988, in some of the fiercest fighting in Africa since the Second World War, the South African Defense Force were humiliatingly defeated by liberation forces in Angola. And then finally, South Africa apartheid government had a vision of conquering the whole southern cone of Africa. Namibia was next in line. Uh, the resistance in Namibia to apartheid South African armed incursions was supported by revolutionary forces of Angolan, which became a rear base for the Namibian struggle against apartheid South Africa defense forces. So a history we just cracked the egg on. Hopefully you have an interest in researching this yourself. As you dig deeper into these issues, you start to see through the veil of hypocrisy in which Cuba is so negatively portrayed in our media. We'll see you next week. And thanks for joining Bringing Light Into Darkness. Tell